A couple of months ago, and I can't remember where I was or who said it to me, but someone came up to me at a meeting and said, oh, you're the priest at Emmanuel. And I said, yes, I am. And he said, I want you to know that you are known as the vibrant, alive church in downtown Rockford. And I was pretty impressed by that because we do our work and we do it quietly and we don't think that anyone notices. But apparently, people have noticed all of the work that we have done. I was thinking of this story in terms of Jesus calling the disciples. And the whole, our entire, all of our readings today have something to do with a call story. Isaiah with, in the temple and try to imagine this huge, these huge seraphs and that the, the billowing of God's gown takes up the entire temple. It would be like going to the Super Bowl next week and seeing God's gown envelop all of the people sitting in the stands and that Isaiah feels unworthy. And Paul in Corinthians states that he is unworthy. Anybody who feels that God is calling them to either ordain priesthood or to work in the church feels unworthy. And if they don't, please run the other way because they're not there to serve God, they're there to serve themselves. And that is not who we want to be in charge of our churches. We want people who are selfless leaders, who are willing to forego days off and vacations and to serve not only all of you and the people in the community, but also to serve God. In the call stories in the Gospels, the first three we know that the disciples are on the shore and Jesus appears and tells them to follow him and they drop everything. The only different story is in the Gospel of John where it's just been that Philip has said, what good has come out of Nazareth? And James and John and Andrew are following down the, behind Jesus and they ask him where he's going. And he says to them, come and see. That's an entirely different call story, but we have to believe that there is truth in each of these. So many of the gospel stories, as we know, are written for a certain community or a certain group of people. But there is a thread of commonality in all of these gospel messages. The part, the piece of the reading that has always captivated me is that Jesus must have been so charismatic and so alive with the spirit that people were willing to drop whatever they were doing, leave their families, their friends, and be willing to, to follow him, not knowing who he was or where they were going. And that's the story today. And Jesus also tells them that they are going to fish for people. Now in the Greek, it is not fish for people, it is fish for living people. 
which also is interesting. They said that Luke put this in so that he could not be mocked by people, by readers of his gospel. Nobody wants to fish for dead people. And no one wants to think that they're sitting in a church with a bunch of popsicles or as we are lovingly known, the frozen chosen. We want to know that the spirit is alive and moving in this church and that the people that follow Jesus have something to give and have something to say to the world. That the spirit lives in each of us and we want to share that spirit. What is Jesus calling you to do? Who is Jesus calling you to be? What is Jesus asking of you? Those are the questions that this gospel lesson raises for all of us, whether we know it or not, whether we can articulate it or not. We have weathered a terrible, ter we are still weathering a terrible pandemic, but we have stood strong in this city. And we have told people repeatedly that we are there, we are a pillar of faith and love and commitment to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that we are willing to drop everything and follow him. I was reminiscing about a year ago when we had a blizzard and wind chills of 20 below zero. And a group of us stood out there on Park Street and gave away boxes of food to whoever came to the door. Whoever drove up, their cars were loaded up. And I know that so many of us sitting here today were part of that. That is a spirit that is alive. That are, those are, we are followers of a living Christ because we are living role models of all that Jesus can do, of all that we are able to accomplish. It's hard to believe that it was a year ago that it was even colder than it is this morning. It feels almost like we should all have our bathing suits on. But we're also learning about what it means to be giving, what it means to be a presence in the city of Rockford, and why we are here, and how long we've been here. We have never parted from our mission to serve all of the people that come to our doors. And I was talking to Baldemar last week, for those of you who don't know him. He is a supervisor at Jubilee. And we were talking about Father Cardone and his beginning Jubilee. And I said, I can't imagine what people said to him when he said, I'm going to start a day center for men that have no place to go, who are mentally ill. I said there must have been quite a bit of pushback on that. Because those are the things that are scary, not, not the people, but the whole idea that here is a new undertaking that we are going to see and see through in good times and, lean and in lean times. Going into the Jubilee Center, one feels the spirit of God moving, and one feels that the people that are there are a community, and that they care for one another. 
And it doesn't take long to become part of that community yourself. It doesn't take long for them to know who you are when you walk through those doors. And to greet someone by their name is the most important thing I believe we do. So when Jesus says to Peter to put down his net and the, he brings up the fish and the nets are tearing, that is the good news of the gospel, that G the love of God knows no bounds, that the love of God is weighing us down in a good way, that we have so much we can afford to give it away, that we have so much love and care and compassion for our friends and neighbors, that we're willing to break our nets to make sure that they are served and feel loved and welcomed in this church and in this place, indeed in the city of Rockford. What is God calling you to in this new year? Have you thought about your Lenten discipline yet? It's only a few weeks away. I invite you to prayerfully think about who God is calling you to be and what God is calling you to do. I like what I, a quote I found for our Ash Wednesday service. It says, cease who you are so you can become who God is calling you to be, or words to that effect. So leave behind, <clears throat> excuse me, who you think you ought to be and embrace who you want to be, who God wants you to be, who God is asking you to be, to take a chance, to be willing to be vulnerable with another person. Those are the things that God asks. That's what Jesus was asking those disciples when they dropped their nets and followed him. Amen.